0: This is Grit for Glory, where we explore scripture and have real conversations about how to follow Christ in our world today. We believe God is real and life can be messy, but in everything we do, we are working for His glory. We have another great conversation for you today. man and I dive into body image, and we really hope you enjoy it. So let's get started.
1: Hi, friends. Hey, friends. We are back again. I'm Amanda. And I'm Kara, And we're going to talk today about body image. Yeah. Which, you know, because we talked about in the last episode. A little bit. Because we talked about idols. Mm -hmm. And we both admitted, I think, I think I did, um, that body image is an idol that we both struggle with. Yeah. Yeah. Carrie, hold. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) and we're, um, I particularly am super fired up and passionate about body image in the sense that we don't talk about it. And I remember having a conversation when we, we read Wild and Free as a women's group a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. No, that was last year. Anyways. And she talks about our body and, and saying that our body is a good body. This right. is, uh, Jess Connolly. You've been mm-hmm. around, you know, how much I love her and Fangirl. Book, we'll, we'll, we'll put it down. Fangirl. Totally. Um, we'll put it in the show notes and stuff, but, um, somebody, they came up and they're asking, they, they were like, well, why does it matter if I say good things about my body? Cause that's what she talked about. And I talk, I challenged them. I said, you need to stand in front of the mirror and say, you know, I love you. You've got great hair. You know, you've got right. like, say some positive things to your body. She's like shouldn't we not be worried about the outside isn't isn't that what God wants us not to be out, not to be concerned with the outside? Mm-hmm. I said well when the outside is stopping you from fully living right which I mean I don't know about you but it stopped me from fully living and
0: right lots of well and I times. think um so I'm in the book right now breaking free from body shame which I'm sure will bring that up several times in which this is Jess conversation again. <laughs> Jess Connolly um this is a book that she just released a few months ago. It hadn't been out yeah, that long. It's summer, I think. And I'm only on chapter two, so I don't have much wisdom to share. But she has some amazing ideas and, and great conversation about how we view our bodies, why it matters. And one of the things that she talks about is, you know, often in um, the church realm, either it's kind of ignored. It's not addressed. Mm-hmm. It's just pushed under the rug. Or it's the opposite where they're afraid to let people experience freedom in their body because they're afraid of what it might lead to. That people will mm-hmm. take advantage of that freedom and use it in ways that don't glorify God. Oh, yeah. But she talks about how it's, it's good in the sense that we need to acknowledge that God made our bodies with create creativity and intention. Mm. And because he was very intentional and creative in the way that he made each and every one of us. And you know, um, uniquely that it matters. And like, while we're in this body that we're in today, this is how we experience God right now. Yeah. And this is how we experience relationships and the world that he created. And so it does matter. That is so good. So
1: I I, I took part of a blog post from her, and it was, like, right after Easter. And it was, like, why should we talk about it? Mm-hmm. And she said, first, there's the fact that we just celebrated the holy act that Jesus did with his body. Right. So there's so much tied to the body in general. And she said, and then there's the wild truth that God made our bodies, and how we view them impacts how we view him. And it mm-hmm. made me think of what you said in the idols episode like the mini idols to god mm-hmm. like he created us in his image he made us little image bearers and so when you're telling your body how bad it is your body is a reflection of of god you mm-hmm. know cuz we're all, made in his image yeah it it all it all cycles and um it all just Ripples, a, a, it's a ripple effect, I right. guess, and we don't realize it. And, um, so I want to go, let, let's let go back, personal, mm-hmm. each of us with our body image kind of experience, if you will.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Wonderful! <laughs> okay, um, my earliest recollesh- recollection of, um, I guess body shame, if you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was mm, maybe about seven, eight years old. And on that particular day, I had an overindulged maybe in some potato chips. Mm. <laughs> Anyways, but I remember looking in the mirror and thinking, I need to lose some weight. I, I, I am fat and I need to lose some weight. And the thing, here's the thing. I was not overweight or by any means as at that age. um, I was very much a normal child. I was very active, but I had this fear that I was going to get fat. I'm going to say the Mm -hmm. F word. (laughs) I was going to be fat. The F word. (laughs) And so (laughs) anyways, I remember like running around trying to do exercises, trying to burn off these potato chips. And I'm like, looking back, I'm like, where did this notion ever even come from? Where, why was I even aware of that as a child. So you don't remember who, like... Probably my mom. Okay. Um, Not that she ever put that on me. Mm. Like, she has never once said I was overweight or um, chubby or anything like that. She's always encouraged me in my body. But on herself, oh. if that makes sense, how she viewed herself. And I've told her to this day that how she talks about herself growing or how she talked about herself growing up, has affected how I view my body. Listen up, mamas. It's a real thing. I have, she, she is the type that she hates every single picture of herself. And Mm -hmm. I mean every picture. And like, she likes pictures of herself when she was at her skinniest 30 plus years ago. Yeah. Don't we all. Right. So that really affected how I talk about my own body. And so I don't think it was ever so much that she fed it to me. It was just me watching her. Mm. And so when I got into about junior high age, like maybe 11, mm-hmm. 12, that is when I started to put on a little weight. Yeah. And I was never majorly overweight at that point. And I would just, I started to become very insecure in my body. And that carried on well into college until I um, went on a diet. And I lost quite a bit of weight. I think I lost like 50 pounds. Oh, wow. And I got really skinny for me. But looking back, I was basically starving myself. Mm. I ate very, very little. And it, it became a thing of obsession with me. Mm. Obsession about not gaining that weight back, not being that person I was before I lost the weight. And um, and I did. I managed to keep the weight off, most of the weight off, for about a few years, three or four years or so until I got married. <laughs> And and that tends happy, to happen. And you get a little and chubby. <laughs> I had two children. Oh yeah. And since then, my weight has fluctuated, and that's really just talking about my weight. But um, truthfully, if we're if I'm just getting really nitty gritty about it, um, it affects my relationship with my husband because mm. I'm not comfortable in my own skin, mm. and it makes it hard to be intimate. Preach! And, I know somebody <laughs> out there
1: is nodding because yeah. you're not alone.
0: And, um, like currently, I mean, I haven't been in a great season with my health and my weight and, um, been a big struggle as Amanda here well knows because she's my go-to gal that I talk about all my insecurities and struggles with. And, but it's been, um, I've realized mentally how ugly it is Mm -hmm. and how much I beat up on myself. And it's really become this obsession of, I've got to, I've got to lose weight. I've got to lose weight. I've got to. Um, get back to where I was or do better and it's just um, it's been a struggle and insecurity is rampant in mm-hmm. my own mind. yes. So what about you?
1: Um so kind of same, I don't remember specifically and I think I've told stories here before, but if I haven't, um, I know my I know my mom I know my mom was always maybe you should just eat more salads mm. Very subtle, not like she was calling me out. I mean, there was a point, finally, I got a little bit older and I was like, why don't you say I'm fat and I should lose some weight. I'm not saying that. And I I love my mom, but yeah, it's the truth, yo. And she, it's a generational thing. You know, she was raised by a mom that was a dancer and an ice skater and, and, you know, so it's, it's, it's a ripple effect, um, kind of thing. Um, and my mom I'm the the biggest one in my family, and that's height and size and everything. I am taller than my mom and my sister. I was always the the bigger. They used to call me big boned. My family oh, has yeah. always called me big boned. Same. Like, I want to flip you off. I wouldn't, but I want to <laughs> because that's a. I mean, a little a stocky. I got called stocky a lot in that in high school because. I get muscle toned so easily that like I carry muscle and mm-hmm. so you don't, you're not really thin when you have muscle, you're thick, I guess. I don't know. I don't like either one of those. Don't call me yeah. big bone. Don't call, you can call me fat before you call me stocky. Like stocky just makes me think of a bulldog. Anyways, <laughs> but, um, I mean, yeah, I think I've shared the particular incident instance with the mom at cheerleading who said I was one yes. of the bigger girls um, mm-hmm. behind my back, or what she thought was behind my back, but forever kind of stuck there. Oh, yeah. Like, it's always kind of hung there, and um, like, I guess my, my mom's comments mattered, but I knew she loved me, so I, don't, I knew it wasn't coming from a malicious place, but right. hearing that other mother who... I don't think was coming from a place of love, right? Kind of fed that, and then you know, looking around, all my friends were smaller than me. I was not. I mean, we talked. We've talked about this. Like I was, I was size six or less oh, in wow. high school and college, for the most part. When I quit cheering, quit athletic activity in college is fast food and yeah, beer. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> you know. So the the pounds came on, and um. I just, I saw a lot of my worth in my weight.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That is, that, that's how I felt like my years coming up were, there was value in weight because mm-hmm. the pretty girls were skinny. Yeah. And I was not a pretty girl because I was not skinny. desirable girls. Yes. The girls that the, the, that the guys wanted to date were skinny. And mm-hmm. I literally have had guys not go out with me or whatever on a second date. And I think it was, you know, like the pictures I posted were probably 10 pounds lighter Mm. and, you know, it's just those kind of things. Yeah. Anyways, um, I too have been in a really, um, unhealthy season. I, I, I feel like I'm on the upswing out of it. Um, but in reading wild and free, I have the same book, on my bedside table, the breaking break free from body shame, because I, I just from moving from wild and free and following Jess Connolly, I just, I truly believe in what she says. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to talk more about that, but just in my own life this year, I've had a lot of health struggles with my body. Right. That have made me sick. And anybody out there, not going to cry but anybody out there that has your body when you get sick it's like it fails you right and it made me angry and i was really mad at my body mm-hmm. and so i wanted to punish it so yeah. it had nothing really to do with weight because i wasn't eating so i was losing weight but it was just i i didn't feel good constantly i couldn't mm-hmm. sleep i couldn't regulate my emotions because i'm going on no food no sleep I'm spending money on doctor's visits after doctor's visits. And so it just became very angry and upset with my body and kind of wanted, I wanted to punish it. I was mad at it. Um, it's just a really unhealthy place to be. I've kind of leveled out and gotten some things figured out and, and and we're better now. Gluten is the enemy, in case you were wondering, (laughs) but, um, like you, I, you don't realize or you do, I guess what we're trying to bring awareness to is, is the space that it takes up in your mind. I think that was And that's where it
0: becomes an idol because, I mean, for me personally, it was always one of the last things on my mind as I'm going to sleep. And I don't know why, um, I think because I have areas of skin that kind of hang differently than they used to. (laughs) And um, like I'm laying in bed and I can feel it. I told Amanda one night (laughs) I was having a dream and I was like, I woke up and I was like bunching my stomach together, (laughs) trying to like squish it off. I mean, if you've had babies, like. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But not only that, like throughout the day, there was always this constant nagging thought in my head. Like I shouldn't be eating this. Oh, like mm. I don't need another cookie or, um, I, I like, there was always a snagging voice in the back of my head and it has become an idol in my life and I'm addressing it, trying to address it daily. And I mean, I, I'll honestly say the breaking free from body shame, it is a good resource. Just, um, Jess Connelly has some great words of wisdom to speak into that. And she speaks into like sickness. And when your body, like people who struggle with, um, chronic pain mm-hmm. or, um, any kind of sickness or injury that, that's just not going to get better, or maybe it's a constant struggle. Like that's another way that we struggle with our bodies all the time.
1: Well, and so I think on the on the flip side of this, because I I feel like we can both speak to it, healthy side of it when we're at our healthiest or skinniest, how it can, as much as being ashamed of your body, like mm-hmm. we talked about body shame, but body image as a whole, even, even. When we're at our healthiest, it can still be an idol. Cause
0: oh yeah, it's I, an obsession.
1: Yes, I can say that when I'm eating right and I'm working out, and that that was the the conversations you and I have had was I don't want to go back to that place. Mm-hmm. We did a um a, it's a popular around here, a local like um health fitness program. kind of program. Yeah, weight loss I mean, program. Yeah, I'm not gonna I don't Name wanna, them out. Yeah, but but what it instilled in me or what came out was my obsessive mm-hmm. tendency to like track every single meal and every single bite and every single And I, mm-hmm. I, I appreciate the awareness because yeah. it did open my eyes to how much I take a bite here, take a bite while I'm cooking, whatever, take a nibble, right. take, take a cookie, take an extra cookie, come back, take one more cookie. You know, it did make me realize that. But for me, it, it made me, hyper-focused. And that's a conversation Mm -hmm. we've had numerous times. And I'm like, I can't go back to that.
0: Or like where you feel shame if you miss a workout or you feel shame if you didn't meet your nutrition goals for that day. And, um, like, like I said earlier, it became as an obsession with me where I was practically starving myself. Um, I'll tell you something. Uh, so in the middle of that weight loss period, back in my college days, I remember one day all I ate was one slice of pizza. And an apple oh because gosh. I was so worried about that slice of pizza and I didn't want to gain weight. Oh my god! I know. I It was really, really bad. And I remember like I would go work out and then after my workout, I would have like one egg, like scrambled egg or something and um, maybe a protein shake. If you're listening and you do that, we'll put some links below, but, like, you need help. Like, that's... (laughs) That's that's, not healthy. No, that's not. It wasn't healthy, and um, let me tell you, it worked. (laughs) I lost a lot of weight, and I got really skinny, the skinniest I've ever been, but um, there was still a lot of brokenness inside, and it didn't fix that, and it didn't... When my weight came back on, or it... I'm still struggling with the same thing 10 years later. And so, I want to share something.
1: Um, I this is just, I've shared it with some ladies before. So if you've heard it, I'm sorry, but um, I was preparing to talk about similar to this, but it just so fits, but you just said the brokenness and I just, it it radiates and I keep it in the back of my mind, but you can fix the broken on the outside, but that doesn't fix the broken on the inside. And that's a lot of what our body image problem is, mm-hmm. is we think that if we fix what we see in the mirror, then everything on the inside is going to be fixed. But really the, the issue is a heart issue yeah. because we're, again, it goes back to what we talked about before. You're saying to God, this is not enough. What mm-hmm. you gave me is not good. Or I don't it's not like good. It. Yeah. yeah. And, um, I mean, in, in the truth of kind of some movement of things that I've heard from Jess that have ruminated in me is just this thought process in the Christian um, world that we have put on body image. Like you were saying that we are afraid to go too far. And I remember there being a few years ago, Lauren Daigle wearing a sleeveless something and there were comments being made. Really? How dare she try to allure men with her arms. <laughs> and you think about it. Wow. Culturally speaking, biblical times where women's role were, Mm-hmm. So, so we're taking Bible references and putting them now. And yes, I do realize that we live in an over-sexualized, over, I don't even know the word, culture. Yeah. But it's, it's some of those that I can remember from my childhood. Modesty. Cover oh, it yeah. up. Don't, you know, don't show it. If, 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 if you're putting it out there, then the guys are going to come and then it's, it's your fault mm-hmm. because... You know, even in, right. even things to to the to the tune of rape, like, well, she asked for it because look at the way she's dressed, right. and I'm not. That goes into a whole another conversation, but I just think in the Christian world we've been so afraid to like really talk
0: about our bodies, and I think I mean specifically freedom in our bodies, mm-hmm. in Christian liberty, um, and and listening to the Holy Spirit as He guides us through liberty and what is right and what is yeah. wrong and. Um I think the issue is that sometimes we do get it wrong. Sometimes mm-hmm. um, we do take it out of um, the biblical guidelines that have been set for us. And so I, I think that that's where the church is afraid to really dive into um, freedom, body freedom in, in body image and body shame, because uh, it, it's a um, it's kind, it's a tough topic.
1: I just think we've got to stop the fear of talking about mm-hmm. it, talking about um even if you don't struggle with weight, yeah. But you struggle with this is the only thing I can think of as a moment. It's really weird, but I have really long toes. I'm really self-conscious about them. Oh yeah. Struggled my whole life because it's something people point mm-hmm. out and it's kind of weird and yeah. and and it's silly as all get out, but like no, that, I understand it's an, it's another place, it's mm-hmm. a physical place. Yeah.
0: and I think another thing that we need to bring to topic is, um, I think Christians struggle with the idea that um struggling with your body, it is a fleshly struggle, like you should be spiritually mature enough that it shouldn't be a struggle anymore. Yeah, I, I have personally thought this. I have personally thought I should be mature enough that this shouldn't be an issue anymore. Like I should be past this already. <laughs> like, why haven't I grown out of this struggle? Mm, yeah, but you, I mean, we just talked about
1: the things in our life that have, have, have molded this, this, right this image. And too, like I said, the other words and voices, some of those from the Christian realm that make us feel like we should or shouldn't feel mm-hmm. a certain way. And I think it's that we're not, we're not, there is no Christian support group for women right. who are overweight. You know, there's no, I mean, there are, there are certain fitness things, certain stuff like that. But you know, when I say I'm on the upswing of it, like I've just come to a place where I've decided that I have to start saying good things to my mm-hmm. body and feeling good about it. Right. Even if I'm making myself, and that sounds, that sounds bad, but like, we don't always, you don't always feel good about it, but But, look at your husband. Do you always, (laughs) are you always like loving and feel good about him? No, but you push through and you make yourself do it. And I feel the same way about, about the body is, is. God gave me this temple to live in, to dwell in, and to do His work. Mm-hmm. And if I'm constantly berating it and saying negative things about right. it, I'm being counterproductive to the work that He called me to. And
0: I and I think also like what what we believe about God mm-hmm. reflects on how we believe, what we believe about our bodies. Yes, right. And so you were talking about earlier that our bodies are good, and that is we bring that back from. Genesis mm-hmm. when God created Adam and Eve yep. and he declared them good and he yes. looked at all his creation and he said, this is good. And so how do you look at your body? Do you look at yourself and say, this is a body that God has made and he declares it good. Therefore it is good. And we're so not talking about in
1: agreement and I say it is good.
0: Right. And we're not talking about like flesh is in the terms of sin. We're talking about our individual uniquely shaped and made body, but it, so what you believe about God, so it is a spiritual issue that's what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say. How yes. we view our bodies is a spiritual issue, issues issue, <laughs> so it matters. So um, it's not necessarily something that you should be uh, spiritual enough that it's not a thing for you anymore. Well, and that's the thing, we've got to take the vanity out of it.
1: it yeah, it, it has it. What we what I struggle with. I feel like I can speak for you because we talk about it enough. What I struggle is a deeply rooted issue, sin, struggle in my life that has nothing to do with what I look like in the mirror or what the world perceives me to look at Mm -hmm. like. What I struggle with is... I mean for me it's like I said it's an identity it's a value issue like mm-hmm. it goes back to my worth. Yeah. And if I stand on I am made by God and I'm good. I am worthy of his son and the price that he paid for me. I am called into his family. But I'm still over here saying, I don't think I'm good enough. I don't think I'm enough. I don't think like this. It's all bad, yeah. bad, bad, bad. Like I said, it's it's more than a body thing. It's more of a self. What would mm-hmm. you call it? Self. Um,
0: I, attitude, esteem. mindset.
1: Yeah. it's It's more than just the body. The body yeah. is where I focus it. Because the body is the place I can control or I feel like I can right. control. I right, right, yeah, now that makes sense. Or I'd be 50 pounds lighter. I cannot control it, but, you know, and ha-ha, I say that in ha-ha-ha, but that's it. The world has made it vain and made it
0: um, shallow. Yeah, and where people feel less than if we don't fit a certain body type. Yes. And I think that culture's coming around a little bit where we're being more acceptive of different body types and like stretch marks and things like that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. There's always um, this underlying pressure to fit that mold still. Yeah. You know, um, anytime you go shopping at, at different stores, you know, like a size 12 may fit you over here. And then another story, maybe Mm. like a size 16. And I gave up on that a long time ago because I'm like, whatever. I am what I am. It is what it is. (laughs) And I
1: will say it's normal to look in the mirror and not like things about you. But what we're talking about is the struggle where it's holding you back from his work. Like we're all going to, like I said, you don't look at your spouse and be like, hmm.
0: So let's briefly, let's get into that. Yeah. How, do, how do we move forward in the midst of um, our body struggles?
1: Well, I mean, goes back to, I mean, this is just what I do and what we said. Like, I'm good. This is good. Like I said, mm-hmm. I'm going to say good things about myself, even when I don't always feel them. Right. And at, over time, it's gotten a lot easier. I'm doing this workout right now. And he, he says in it, find your joy. Find your joy. Like, it doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter what you feel like. It doesn't matter if you didn't want to get up and turn us on this morning. Like, find your joy. Find Mm -hmm. your happiness. Do it from that place. And that, like, it's crazy because my mind has been like, that, this is why I'm doing this. Because God gave me this body to move, to be active, to live life and not sit on the couch because I'm a couple pounds overweight and I'm unhappy about it, mm-hmm. but to get up and do something. And so the positive speak, which it's, ah, it sounds, it does. It's weird because it sounds like the, what the world would tell you, but they don't really have it wrong there because like we said, God said it was good and you mm-hmm. need to stand in agreement with that. You are right. good. And I want to bring a verse in and everybody knows it. And that's cool. I'm cool with that. Psalm 139, 14, I praise you because you, I am fearfully and wonderfully mm-hmm. made. Your works are wonderful, and I know that full well. Because the first part is where we hit real hard, but the second part, your works are wonderful. You are praising God because His works are wonderful. What mm-hmm. He has done are wonderful, and I know that full well. I stayed in agreement that you made me yes. the way you made me for a reason, for a purpose. I believe it. I stand on it, and I'm going to move
0: in it. Right. So we are in Sorry, agreeing. I get all. Woo! We are agreeing with, um, biblical truth and how God views our bodies. So we stand in agreement with God Mm -hmm. and then the words we say over ourselves matter. And so we're changing how we speak of ourselves. Yes. And, you know, sometimes it's just looking in the mirror. Like you said, you struggle with your toes, toes, toes. (laughs) My goodness. I can't talk today. Toes. I struggle with, um, my moliness. I have a lot of moles. I'm a very moly person. No! Uh,
1: no. What? No! It's just my moliness. But it also made me think of, uh, is it Austin Powers? Yes, moly, 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 moly. That is me. I am guacamole. Okay? I (laughs) am. Okay,
0: I want to tell you how beautiful my friend is. Oh my I've never thought that, and I've never like it is something I'm very insecure yes, about. Okay, it. so I, I have it. this one on my nose, right, and it's kind of like a it kind of sticks out a little bit, and I always have people go like, "What's on your nose?" I have kids all the time. That, what what what's on your nose right here? She's looking at me like, "What are you talking I about?" I don't. Oh, well, that's great. You don't notice, She's but like, I have had multiple people, even strangers, call it out on my face and like, Sorry. "You you you've got something on your nose," and I'm, I'm like, rude. "That's just a mole." Anyways,
1: well, cause let me see. It's not like it's, it's not a dark, usually mole. Cause
0: I have moles too. It's not dark. Right. But it, it's a raised one yeah. on the edge of my nose. Anyways. And not just that, like I have them all over my body. Like, um, I went to the dermatologist re- recently and she pretty much told me I have the jackpot of mole genetics. Right. Cause I have all the different kind of moles. And, um, anyways, point being is every single day i look in the mirror i notice them does that make sense Uh like it's like not that i i'm thinking negatively about them i'm just like i just wish i didn't have those but um that's one of the unique characteristics that god gave me and it's also um you know this is from my family this has been passed down my bloodline and so this is something that i carry in my bloodline and um while i may not be the biggest fan of them God distinctly chose to give me, give me mm-hmm. moles, <laughs> lots of them. <laughs> so I want to, I don't know, but I feel like this is appropriate here.
1: So one of the verses that I pulled also was, um, first Samuel sixteen seven. And if you aren't familiar with the story, this is when, um, they were trying to find, um, the next ruler, the next King who God chose mm-hmm. did not fit The ideal standards of the day did not fit the visual image that people paint in their head. And so uh, verse seven says, but the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider his appearance or his height. Amen. Because I'm short (laughs) for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Mm -hmm. And you think about Jesus as well in that example, like Jesus did not look like act like what people expected Mm -hmm. him to be. And we, we put so much focus on our features, on our appearance, on our, on everything. And I'll don't know if I'll cover them, but I'll stick some more verses in there that help us kind of get a clear view, which again has painted this, this picture of like Christian and how we should be. But, um, just in that, I think we have to realize that heart, heart first, mm-hmm. everything else second. So your unique characteristics that you have, like I said, I don't notice them because I, I could tell you the things I do notice about you, your mild mannered, sweet spirit. <laughs> you're always kind to everybody. Every time we go out, you have a smile and you're talking to people and you greet people with this just like warmness. Those are the things that Aww. I notice and it's I'm not trying <laughs> I know, but like that's so but, funny. but that's the thing. If we realize that other people notice our heart first yeah. and not the outside. Mm-hmm. And I know that not everybody does. Not some everybody's people like notice that, yeah. physical things first. Like I said, I'm a judge McJudgerson. I've formerly still kind of struggle <laughs> with some of that stuff, but like we have to realize that God God formed the heart. And then mm-hmm. formed everything around it to, to match and to give us a purpose in right. that. Yeah, exactly.
0: And, and I mean, um, I don't know if you've ever really thought about. It, there's something special if you think about God creating me with intention, just how I am. Yeah, like He gave thought to every every detail about yourself and. Mm-hmm. I mean, like we. Mm. No, no, <laughs> oh. I, that was mm, like a good thing. Oh, okay, I, I, sorry. Y'all,
1: creation and me, like just thinking about how God took the time to do that. Yeah. To create I mean, for you. each one of us. You were no accident. You were oh. no. You were given to the the parents that you were given to, and the situation like
0: it was all, everything was so planned. Yeah, I mean, even if you think about like Esther in the Bible, she was beautiful, mm-hmm. like gorgeous, and the king chose her to be a wife, right? Yes. And, but it was, her purpose was much deeper than her beauty. Yes. You know, God used that to save the Jewish people, ultimately, mm. and that's in the book of Esther. It, the whole story is the book of Esther, which is really sto- <laughs> short, too, so yes. it's not a long read. It's like two, three chapters? Yeah, it's two, four chapters, something four. like that. I don't know. But he uses her beauty for a purpose, mm-hmm. and so um, it, it wasn't just... There was a reason behind it. It wasn't make- vain.
1: It wasn't shallow. I mean, right. it, wa- it was in the terms of like catching a guy's eye. Yeah. But that wasn't how she viewed it. No. And I think that's something to say in the, the negative and the positive. You know, we can focus on on, in, on either because, y'all, listen, I just talked about all I struggle with. Homegirl's got some good hair. I know it. I love it. I rock it. I love my <laughs> hair. <laughs> but it's a place that I could get really vain and really puffed yeah. up about. and. I don't, because usually it's a mess and dirty and all the things. But you know what I'm saying? Like, there's, again, it, it goes back to your heart. Like, what are you using all of this that God gave you for? Yeah. Are you using
0: it to sit and wallow and it's not, it doesn't look like that girl. It's or, not. Or are you using it to hold you back? Yeah. Um. You know, I feel all the time that, you know, if you ever look at um, Christian women leaders who yeah. are up on stage speaking, I mean, they're all gorgeous, and they're much more than gorgeous. They are wonderful people, but they always look so put together, and I know they have teams. I know they have people who dress them and do their hair and do their makeup. So shout out to my girl,
1: Angie Smith, because when I saw her live, she came on stage, and she addressed it. She's like, I look like a drowned rat. She's like, what is up with the humidity in San Antonio? (laughs) And she did, like, her, her hair was curled. But it was like it had just fallen flat. <laughs> and I was like, I feel you, girl. Because that's what my hair looks like, too. Because, like, you're used to drier climates. But it was just, it was funny because she got up and addressed it. Like, she was just like, no, this is not how I wanted to come out and look. Right. And she could have let it hold her back. She could have not talked about it. She could have not made it a thing. Right. You know. But instead, she she owned it. And she was like, it is what it is. But I like, feel
0: like we have such a um, a polished look. towards um, Christian women, Christian leaders, Christian influencers. And I don't like that word influencers, but they are with like, you know, in the Instagram and the Facebook world, people who, and they're wonderful. And I'm not trying to call them out on looking great because who doesn't like to look great. I'm just saying for the rest of us, sometimes it makes us feel less than, right? But it's on our heart. It's not because of them, but it's ourselves and inadequacy. And, but basically what I'm trying to say is sometimes we let our insecurities hold us back from being obedient to what God has done mm. or what God, not what has God has done, what God is calling us to do. And, um, yeah. And, and that's disobedience.
1: So we're going to change, change the way we speak about mm-hmm. ourselves, change our, our mindset of what he has given us, the gifts that he has given us, the, mm-hmm. the body that he has created, no matter what we feel our shortcomings or we feel our advantages that we've been given. Right. And we are not going to, Compare ourselves to those around us, which we have a whole episode mm-hmm. on comparison. Yeah, season one. To it.
0: <laughs> was it the first or second? It's one of the first or second episodes. I was like, is it? I don't know. It's not first, second, or
1: third. Anyways, um, so any other practical
0: tips you can think of? Um, I would say get around some like-minded people. Hmm. Um. Good. Because. And man and I are very like minded in that sense. We've had many conversations about our struggles, but I think ultimately both of us are trying to push forward into growth and um and a healthy mindset and I'm gonna throw this out here and Kara's gonna hate me for it. But oh. y'all like I would
1: start a Facebook group full of women that oh. were speaking over this in a in a biblical sense. Like not just a yeah. accountability, motivation kind of
0: thing, but no, just in a... No, and that's not what I mean either. No, I just no, mean, and I
1: mean that all of that is good, because, and I, and I do, like, we, we have each other on Apple Watches, and I try to cheer you on when you, when you work out, because I know what it, I know what it takes, yeah. not just from you, but just in general, for all people. <laughs> I know what it takes especially for me to do... She, she, she doesn't love the workouts. I okay. hate them. It's okay. You'll... I, I'm convinced you'll learn to love it, but maybe not. But, um, just in, in cheering each other on and doing things to honor our bodies, because that's what exercise is. It's a way to honor God and say that this is good and it's meant to move and I'm going to move and I'm going to move in a way that, that I enjoy. That's, that's been one of the things in exercise, just total side note that I have to find things that I enjoy. I'm not going to, I'm not going to punish my body or make it suffer to try to lose weight
0: or do the well and it goes back to like what we do we we do what we do so how we eat how we move how we dress how we treat our bodies we should do it all from um in light of the truth of god that we know standing in agreement with his word and just honestly seeking to honor him with our bodies and however that looks and it's hard to navigate those waters i feel like um, I just want to throw out there a great resource from Jess Connolly. Like if this is a major struggle of your yours and you really are seeking freedom, she has a program called Good Body Gals. Yeah. And it you do pay for it, but it's like a year long program and she's awesome. She really is. Yeah. And so if you're seeking a resource, I highly recommend that resource. Um, but yeah, I think getting around people who um are like minded in the sense like, hey, how do we honor God with our bodies? Mm-hmm. How do we care for them in light of who He is and His truth and His Word? Well, and I hope I hope that helps everybody. I hopefully yeah. that is helpful to you. Hopefully you feel like um, you're not alone in this struggle. Mm-hmm. That this that this is a spiritual issue as well. That this conversation matters.
1: Yeah. And 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 the whole stem from the idols thing is what we're what we're. we're... Ooh. <laughs> Our hope is to bring awareness to how we could, how we've made it an idol, how we've made it something that it shouldn't
0: be. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think. No, uh, well, the last thing I wanted to think, oh, I wanted to add was just gratitude. Mm. Finding or finding moments throughout the day to thank God for your health. Mm. Um, just just for different things about your body. Just saying, thank you, God. Um, One of the things I like to thank God for in the morning is my heart beating mm. for the strength and the health of my body. Because at this present moment in my life, I am blessed with good health. And that yeah. won't always be the case. Everybody goes through health struggles. You know. We take it for granted. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. I, you know you say that. It's funny because I thank Him that I'm able to care for my children. Like mm. what, like when I wrestle with them or I pick them up or when I throw them and right? stuff, you just there are people who don't get to do that. There are people who, who do not get to be physical parents and love their kids in that way. Mm -hmm. So I I just always think of that, like, thank you for my ability to love them. Like Mm -hmm. the body that lets me love them the way that it does. Yeah. When my back's breaking because my three year old wants to be carried still and he's way past (laughs) that. But no, I agree. And I, again, this, we hope that this episode it just, it struck a chord with you. No matter where you are in the spectrum, I feel like body image is something I don't want to say we all struggle with, but there's there's some facets of it somewhere along the lines that the world or Christian culture has, has created it to be something it's not. Mm-hmm. And like I said, there's some more verses I'll give them to you to put in the show notes um, that I just think are important. I think this is such an important place for us to speak, especially as women. Yeah. Because like I said earlier about the culturally speaking, there's just some stuff, so I hope it was encouraging. We always hope it's encouraging. Mm -hmm. And do you have anything else? That is all I have. Okay. Well, we love you guys. We appreciate you being here and listening again this week, and we'll be back again next week. Thank you guys. Mm Thank you guys so much for joining us. Um, We had a great time in this episode. We hope that you are encouraged. We hope that it was thought provoking as always. And like we always say, join us over on social media, Instagram and Facebook. Grip for Glory. Come join in the conversation um, connect with us, send us a message. We just love to hear from you. And if you were encouraged by this episode, if it hit you at all, please, please, please share it with a friend. It's important to, um, encourage others through the things that encourage us. And it also, it helps us out, helps us get the word out that we are here. So we will see you again next week.